Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Kanturi and welcome to Journey Podcast, your weekly podcast on transformational journeys. Hello everyone. Uh today I have a very very special guest to me personally. I would say why it is. Uh her name is Yunis Inuna. She is an intuitive psychological counselor and empathetic storyteller, mentor and a life coach. Yunis graduated with BA in psychology and is currently pursuing masters in peace and development she shares her story of women survivors of sexual violence who are thriving liberated and passionate to the end of cycle of sexual violence she equips survivors to grow in self defense sorry self dependency leadership and healing throughout her gift of counseling unis is dedicated to giving all children and women the ability to protect themselves against all type of violence including gender based and sexual violence When I mentioned why she is special to me is like there were times where I actually went to her page started digging into like the posts that she has posted long back but still they felt like so relevant to me I got connected and hooked up with her page there are stories that she mentioned over there a uh, few of them examples are like her starting her nonprofit organization or a small inspiring story writing about an olive tree over there all these posts were like so if you look at this uh, her page you will feel like i needed this this today i i wanted to hear something like this today those kind of connections for me in a personal level i don't think i have got it from any other person that i have been interviewing so far so i mentioned her like a very special person to me welcome to the show nuna thank you so much for having me thank you So I would like you to start telling your story. It is so 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 inspirational from where you have started and where you are today. I can't even express your strength or any of the things that you have gone through. Mm-hmm. You have a commendable strength that you can move people and you can actually inspire and motivate them to have a better life. Yeah, so, sure. So uh once again my name is Yunis Nuna I'm born and brought up in Kenya Kenya is in Africa and uh I I grew up uh in a, in the village I didn't grow up in town and it has been a long journey to where I am but and now I am an executive director I started an organization called Wounded Healers Foundation in Kenya mm-hmm. it's an organization made by survivors of sexual violence how we say it is like community of survivors of sexual violence mentors wow. okay counselors and people who are passionate to see the end of sexual violence but the key thing is is led by survivors of sexual violence mm. i started the organization after my own story i am a survivor of sexual violence and i got a child out of it 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 was a long journey for me to to learn to understand who i am and to even come into contact with whatever happened to me and to be able to raise my son as a child who did not ask to be born to to have that relationship with my son so i i when i when i gave birth i faced so much rejection and i was going through so much that the pain that even me i did not understand what trauma is i didn't know that that's what people say is trauma i didn't know i was in pain all i knew is that i needed number 1 to give birth to my child and also i needed to 
when I give birth to my child, the pregnancy will go. So people will not keep asking me who is the father of the child. So for me, the shame was the pregnancy. And I knew if I'm done with this, I'm good. I don't need to keep telling people this is my child. But after that, I realized, after I gave birth, I realized that I'm not healing. And I was like, what's going on? I suppressed everything and I acted normal until one man told me, I don't know why he told me that, but I, I always say that was my turning point when he said, you are a strong girl. And the reason he told me I was a strong girl is because I read computer. Like I didn't go to school to do computer, but I was able to figure out a few things and do computer. But to me, that statement didn't mean the computer thing. I mean, oh, how strong am I? Somebody noticed that I'm strong and it took me back to where I was. And at that, the time I knew that I needed help. Other than seeing the computer, it made me tear up what I was putting in the bottle, in the bottle, in the bottle. So I got help along the journey. People came through for me. I was so broken. And after I was in the process of healing, I started asking myself, wow, whom, how many other people are going through what I have gone through? Gosh. And I was like, a counselor. You said, uh, uh, there's already who really supported me was a counselor. And I was like, you said you're a counselor? I loved how she spoke to me. I loved the humility. And I said, you know what? If I get to a chance to go back to school, I'm going to do what you've done so that I'll be able to speak to someone else. That's how I learned the, there's a course that's called counseling psychology. And that's how I ended to doing counseling psychology. So I did counseling psychology with aim of helping other girls who are like me. Um, and then along the journey, I realized, oh, wow, I can start an organization. What if we were five units who have gone through this and they're willing to advocate? Because every time I would tell my story, I'll find someone coming to me and telling me, hey, I am a survivor. Yes. So that made me know by telling my story, I am touching so many other people. And I, I, I wanted it to be heard more and more and more so that it can heal people. So I started my foundation and I was like in a complete loss of sense. Like who, how do even people start non-profit? When you start a non-profit, you think of funding. Where is the money going to come from? I don't even have money myself. Yep. How is this going to happen? But I was so passionate and I knew it's going to help other survivors. So I came up with the name of Wounded Healers, meaning we are wounded, very deep wounded, but at the same time, we want to heal other people. So we came, I brought survivors together and we were like, hey, we have to heal and start healing others. And that's how we formed, we came up with the organization. So the organization is for survivors, it's, it's made by survivors for survivors. Mm. So basically, what I do is uh, we tell survivors, we tell our stories publicly. Like I go and tell my story and find other survivors coming to me. And we, I walk with them along a journey. And because of me telling my story, I have like 11 girls who are survivors. So currently what we are doing, we are doing it in the media way. Like we want it because I am in America right now. And my, my organization is in Kenya. So I want to bring the stories here, to bring story to whichever continent so that people can identify with it. So we are, we, we are doing storytelling program that I give a survivor a platform to talk about themselves when they have healed, when they have dealt with, them, with themselves, to just be vulnerable for another 
survivor. And I also do holistic. Uh, I came up with holistic as a counseling uh, department where people just go there and they're helped one-on-one, -on -one, whether anonymous or anonymously, whichever, whatever the Amazing. survivor is. If, if only we get an email, like I am a survivor, even if someone is writing to us from India, China, wherever, mm. I just want to follow up and ensure that, well, that person need to be better, to, need to be healed, need to have dignity again, because once dignity is gone, you feel worthless. There's nothing else that makes sense to you. So the, that's where we have all the counselors who are there. And then I teach, I teach self-defense. The reason I teach self-defense is because I was like, not that I, 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 like I blame myself, but I wish I had confidence because what I went through that night hmm. was I didn't have confidence. And even what I went through after was total lack of confidence. I think I could have reported I don't like I don't blame a survivor when they don't report because they go through so much. But I feel this confidence that I can put to a child who has not experienced this. If I train a child what to do, and the confidence when I say self-defense is not I'm not training people to fight or to yeah. I say I give them an opportunity to fight, but I focus so much on confidence, building that confidence on I someone. I agree that. And when you are mentioning that you had this experience, are like, what happened to me that night? I should have had more confidence. Were you interested to explain like what has happened to you and what is that turning point to you think, you thinking yourself that you don't have confidence? What happened is, I, I went, I, I was lured inside someone's house that I trusted. It's an officer in Kenya. Hmm. And instead of, I saw security in him. Hmm. I, I expected him to protect me. So I became so naive hmm. because he have protected me anyway. But I was like, nowadays I think that I, when I got to his house, he started bringing other people inside, you know, and doing all the things that they did to me that are very painful up to now when I think about them. But when he left me in his house, I could have, I, I saw everything. If I had confidence enough, I would run away. He said that I should not tell anybody. I did not tell nobody. But if I train kids right now to, even if you're threatened, there's nothing that's gonna happen. You need to say, they are going to talk. And again, uh, about confidence is we have the voice. Hmm. Like I could have, I would, I train kids to use their voice, scream, yeah. because this is the only thing that God has given us for free. So I train people to use whatever they have, use voice, be confident enough to face and say no. When you're told come, you say no, and you're not going to be threatened in, by, by things that maybe you have prevented yourself. So that's what I do. And I, I passionately train with a lot of passion. And when I do this, I train telling my story. If I may ask, like, what was your age when this happened? I was 17 years old. I, as I said, I was born in the village and I just traveled to Nairobi my very first day in the city. So I had not seen anything. My mind was 
that of a village girl and trans coming to the city was total different things that i saw were you in that situation for a period period of time or was it yes i stayed there for a whole week and different people were coming in and it, yeah wow okay sorry sorry to hear that it's okay it's it's not actually i mean i don't know how you are able to say it's okay but it's it's not healing is a healing is a process i would say and for me to say it's okay i'm saying it from deep inside my heart because i have worked so hard i know for myself to be here i am i know keep going sorry um so uh as i was saying i bring the survivors and i have a mentorship program that's where we train self-defense and a curriculum that we have developed as survivors from our stories and how we would want people awareness to be created because we we, we come from all these different cultures who believe differently and some cultures make the rape culture grow so we we I always, I always tell my people that we have to call a spade a spade, not a small spoon. <laughs> so once we go there, we talk because our culture do not allow us to mention some words, you know. People yeah. are feeling uncomfortable, but not unless we call it the way it is, the kids are not going to understand. Yes. So we go to the field, the survivors themselves and all these other people who support us to change the curriculum of create awareness, prevention, and you want to develop the mutual respect between the boys and the girls. That when they grow up, they are able to know this is wrong and this is right. This is what they say. And we also advocate for the other survivors. Like mm -hmm. we speak on their behalf. We accompany them to those who have cases in the court. We accompany them to the court to just show them we are here for you. You are not alone. Mm. And we are working on having a rescue center. That's something that is in the pipeline and I'm believing that's going to happen because once we're doing this in the, in, the, in the field, I guess so many people who come to us and they're like, I'm a survivor. Oh, it's happening from my dad. And they still live within the same house. So that person doesn't need counseling, need to be rescued first. And I don't have a, that house. I don't have that place to take them. So I would take them to my house, but now I, I moved here. So it's it's something that still, I still believe that's going to happen, that we have rescue center. But now what I do, I try to work with other children's home. I take the survivors there, but I still feel that there's much more that we can do. Sure. And I have a team of people other than the survivors themselves. I have a team of people who really do a lot of outreach. We visit them to their houses and um, we, we take food for them. With the COVID, it has been very difficult, but we're still doing how much that we can do. I think I spoke so much on that. Keep going. You, you can divert the topic whenever you feel comfortable, that's fine. And I personally, I am a life coach because I believe that not an, it's not only sexual violence that people are struggling with. Yes. So many people are going through so much. And I always tell people this world needs love. There's nothing else we need. It's only love. Because once we have love, 
we are able to love one another. If you love yourself, you are able to love one another. So I, I try to talk to people and help trying to help them to have their better life, to live their be best life. Because we have so many other challenges that we can't protect. But there's one thing that I tell people you can is loving yourself. Yeah. If you're able to love yourself, anything else is not going to be hard. Because if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, this is who I am and this is, I'm proud of who I am. I'm not trying to be like Eunice. I'm not trying to be like anybody else. This is who I am. If only I can love myself, I'm going to love people from overflow. Mm. And my, my, my journey of resilience, <laughs> resilience, I, I listened to another speaker who said, resilience is a, is a muscle that you are born with. Yeah. We just need to make it strong, strong, strong. That when you're down, you go and draw strength from it. Yeah. So I try to help people to, to work on that muscle when you're good or when you're not. Because so that when things are not working for you, you are able to go back mm. and look at them, draw the strength from that muscle. And the gratitude, like I love speaking about gratitude. Because sometimes you look at yourself at the end of the day, there's nothing you feel like you can give thank about. There's nothing. Yep. So I try to tell people like small things. If you can be able to write five things a day, hmm. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for this. Don't blame yourself. I don't blame myself that I was raped. I don't blame myself that I've gone through so much to be. I don't blame my parents. But I look at them and I'm like, thank you that they watched me go through that. And I'm able to tell them, I'm able, I have confidence enough to tell them exactly how I feel. And also, we expect so much from outside worlds, you know? I, I believe every human has the energy that they need to become the best version. It's not about money. It's about, it's nothing. It's, you have everything that you need. The only thing that you, need, you want is to realize that it exists. Mm. in you if only you can feel it you are able to work on it you don't expect happiness from nobody don't expect happiness from your husband don't expect happiness from your children because i i talk so i talk to women most of my time and women i meet carry so much burden carry within so much about their husband children, the whole community, work. I usually say a woman is like a computer. Yeah. Carries all the files inside the small brain. And I, I, I used to make fun of my mom, that my mom, when they say good, when you say good night, everyone, and my mom is like, oh, I'm going to go early to bed today. Before she get to bed, she correct my dad's socks. She go, a child dropped a cup. She picked the cup and take it back to the kitchen. She walk again. Oh, she realized this door has a stain. Want to wipe it. Go get paper towel. and Before she get to the destination, she has done so much. While my dad is just watching the, the mm. TV with the, the newspaper. Mm. And he's, he's going to get to bed before my mom. Yeah. So women, and I, I love saying that a strength that we have within ourselves. 100%. It's not something to complain about. Yeah. And handle so much. But when you're handling at the same time, understand that you're human. 
understand that you need you can't do anything when you need to realize when i need a break when it's too much and accept when things are not working because that's the hardest thing mm. i find women i find women coming to tell me issues about their their children issues about so many and i ask them who are you <laughs> if i ask that question to many people they are like who am i it's a question that people have never been asked and they don't have an answer if i ask someone who are you the first thing they tell me is their name oh i'm Eunice nuna no that's a name that you're given who are you they have no idea who they are and i it hurts me so much because they're like they don't know who they are they're already living other people's life you know they are already existing in other people's life and so if i can ask you like who you are so how do you put yourself to <laughs> who am i uh-huh i am this confident girl who who, who has who i'm fighting for the change i have change and i fight so hard to keep my change I'm not Eunice Nuna. Eunice Nuna is my the gave the name my mom gave me. But I know who I am. And I know what I want. And my child is not included in this because my child has his own life. I really love him, but I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, my child need this and this and this is going I bought No. I brought him to this world. I've given him my best and he need to learn to fight. Yes. to becoming the best fashion and that's what us women we are not able to do we are not able to let our kids go oh and fight we are carrying our grandmother within us we are carrying we are grandmother your father your child your uncle everything is in here there is no even a space for you so true i 100% agree with that and when i talk to women and ask them ask the other woman who are you Oh, I get all the funny answers. I'm the mother of 10 children. I'm the you know, I think the self awareness part. People are not aware of themselves. They don't know their needs. Yes. They yes. don't know they don't know their feelings. Mm. Like I've done psychology and one of the hardest thing in humanity is to express your feelings. I have a hard time. Always yes. and um, it comes from environment it comes from how you born it comes from the culture we live other people we live in a different way like like if i said how are you today you know got you i'm okay that's yeah. the answer that comes automatic because that's the culture that you are brought in you are brought to say we are okay even when yeah. you're dying inside yes but i always if you ask me how i am i'm going to tell you no i feel so sad today i'm not I, it's a process that i'll have to learn that i don't need to say oh i'm fine i'm feeling so great no if i'm not feeling great and it's get other people uncomfortable when you say you're sad yes so people avoid that people avoid making other people's life uncomfortable you better be uncomfortable but you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable so that's something that i really i really like talking about love yourself be aware of yourself know when it is too much 
know when you cannot take it anymore and say it have confidence enough to say in a mature and humble way if you are humble even if you're saying the worst thing like if you're losing a job today yeah i love how the hr communicates yeah the job losing a job is a, is a, is, is a serious thing yes but a hr is going to call you and tell you oh you've been good praise you praise you and say we regret that you're not going to renew your contract <laughs> that's so true but maybe that person doesn't even regret there is nothing to regret about but because they want you to feel massaged we yeah. want to massage other people's ego yeah you forget about yourself yeah and i believe if only we can work on ourselves be aware of ourselves be aware of our needs and have a way of kind way to communicate it we're going to have a, a good life and you're going to have life that we are able to understand one another and the other like i i tell you know the host the hostility toward other people is self content if i'm hostile to you mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong it's me who has a problem i'm yes. just bringing it out because i have not dealt with ourselves if you're able to deal with yourself be positive in mind like i was i was training another girl today i was talking to another girl today who was so sad about the you know how teenagers and adolescents feel like everyone is against them yes so she was she was telling me how her mother nowadays doesn't see anything good she does she's always yelling at her when she come even if she try to wash the dishes i was and she feel her mother doesn't like her anymore hmm. and i was trying to help her because that that stage for sure hmm. is a difficult stage definitely so i was trying to help her to for the sake of yourself because you can't change your mother because you think your mother you hate you or you can't change that yes. but you can change yourself yes but people actually expect the change in other person not themselves yes so i was telling her to try and think maybe if your mother come today and yell at you other than thinking bad try to think something positive about her maybe you can tell yourself oh my mommy yells at me maybe she had a bad day at work you know even if you know is not true tell your mind something something so that you can be able to handle the situation with more compassion mm. other than saying oh she hate me she she doesn't like me she say oh maybe my mother had a bad day maybe my mother is on her periods that's why she's having this month <laughs> <laughs> true true my son says that now actually whenever i get so mad at him he'll be like i know you need to take rest i know <laughs> that time of the month for you you have to rest don't keep shouting at me please that's a good one if only we can see that other than carrying things in the heart because i meet people here they tell me so many things i'm like i don't want to say they are simple to deal with because maybe it's easy for me because i have done psychology and i've dealt with so much but i listen to people they carry so much so much that you are like holy god 
it's, if only you can work on yourself, look at things positive from inside. Hmm. You are able to live a happy life. And understand you cannot change. People complain. My, my client would complain about even a dog today woke up. You know, hmm. how you tell your mind is a powerful tool. If I tell myself that I was raped, I will live like a raped girl. Yes. If I keep telling myself someone took advantage of me and I don't have dignity, I'm going to live that. Yeah. I used to struggle. I used to struggle a lot because I didn't want people to ask me about my son and about the father. Like if, when I'm trying a relationship and I meet a guy and it's, oh, you have a child? I'm like, mm-hmm, yes. So who is the father? That question used to piss me off. And I used to kick everyone out whenever they asked me that question. And I sat down and I was like, I, I, like I tried to wear a guy's shoes and I was like, even me when I'm meeting someone and have a child, I ask, who is the mother of the child? <laughs> Where is the mother? Did she die or something? So I, I sat down and I was like, why am I angry? Not everybody knows me. No, it's not written, and that's the time I realized it's not written here that I was um, I was raped. So people can't see it, you know. And it gave me confidence, and I was able to look at it, and I was like, oh wow. So I look like no more any other girl, right? Now that you tell me that scenario that you get pissed, even I have the same kind of experience, but for a different reason. Like at workplace or anybody that know me around. The first question they'll ask like, oh, what does your husband do? Where does he work? I don't have a husband. I'm a single mom. Is there something wrong here? The minute they ask me, I I feel like so withdrawn. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see their face again. Mm -hmm. I I was in that situation so bad. I, I can't even connect back with those people at that level normally saying, at the max, I can see their face and like have a half smile, like, okay, hi, that's it. I can't even talk beyond that point because it keeps going back to the same question. Like, yeah, what does your husband do? Where does he work? Or like, how long you're, okay, all those things are my personal or like my closed compact things. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to even get in there to touch me or to ask me those questions. I know what you're talking about. Continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and those people, like I, I, I ask myself, those people, they don't even mind. Once you kick them off, they're happy with their life. But what happened to you? You hold them so much. I don't want even to, to see them for years. And they're not even aware. Yes. The one who is punishing myself, I used to punish myself so much. I used to feel so bad. And I would hate someone for long until yeah. I was like, which space do I even have in my heart to keep putting people? It's going to f- get filled up and occupy the other space. So whenever someone would meet me and, oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, you have a child? Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. Uh, so who is the father? I will always be like, do you really need to know that? And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, if you're studying a relationship, like, I need to know. And Nowadays, I don't, I don't find it difficult to say. Yeah. My, child, my child was born in 2007. And 
I wasn't able to have a baby. Do you, that if that scares you, go. Yeah. But that's the truth. So I was like, nowadays I usually say I live a very happy life. And I'm a very free spirited girl because I don't I don't carry anything. Because mm. I don't have that space. For many years I have carried that space and putting that burden down, it has costed me a lot of energy. And I don't want to put to have any other burden. If I meet someone who is very judgmental and want to make me feel down, that doesn't you know, I, I look at them and I'm like, you're dealing with so much for yourself. Go see a therapist. Then come see me. <laughs> yes. Because I'm not sick, yeah. you would be having a problem. Because I told myself, I affirm myself every day. Every day. And I don't want someone putting me down. And I always let people know that I know who I am and I love it the way I am. So if you see a problem, maybe you, you have a problem. Of course, I, I, I accept the criticism, you know, I have to get feedback from people, yes. But it depends with the feedback. Some people just want to give you feedback to make you feel bad. Oh, yes, I've seen a lot. <laughs> so even if someone is giving me feedback, I listen with inner ear, like, where are we heading with this feedback? Do you want me to improve on something? Or you want me to feel down? I know. That's what I teach people because women and other people, we keep the wrong friends. Yes. We easily keep the wrong people in our lives. And it's so hard to let someone who is bad go. That negative energy, the negative energy is always there, waiting to pinch, to yes. pinch. Yes. I'm going to pretend to be a very good person. And then I pinch. And then I apologize. Mm. You know? Mm. And that's where people go wrong. People do not know when it's enough to be said sorry. Yes. yes. Set your boundaries. Know that when you cross this right, I don't need you. I need to be strong, you know? You need to be strong for yourself and advocate for yourself. I advocate for me. If you cross my lines, I'm gonna tell you upfront. No. Mm. And that's, that's, that's something people, it's hard to get. It's so hard to find, to have that courage to say. Because, you know, like uh, people, your friends, you, want, you somehow want to keep them. You somehow don't want to keep them. Right. Oh, women, we are in a certain group of church. You are a certain group of doing something. We need to be together, you know. I'm not going to... You I have seen all this drama too. Yes. So I tell people, know yourself. Know your borders. You don't need nobody. You don't need everybody. Because small negative energy that you allow in you hmm. is... is come inside and it bursts inside. Hmm. It hmm. becomes something so big. If you allow yourself to be told something negative, when it gets inside, it's not that small. It yes. becomes so big. Yes. So, how do you do it? I tell people, sit down today. Write down. Point. Write down. How, what does Eunice value in my life what is Eunice's value in my life hmm. when I meet Eunice what do we do we gossip 
oh, we talk about everything. If I meet, what, because we have all kinds of friends. They are good friends, and those good friends are not many. Yes. And there is a way that we are wired in ourselves. We want to hear gossip. Gossip is sweet. Hmm. When you don't know yourself and know that I don't want gossip and be confident to say I don't want gossip, you're going to continue enjoying and occupying your mind with that. For no reason, yes. For yes. no reason. So I tell people, write down your friends. Those people who you call your friends and ask yourself, how do I, how, which value do I get from, from her? If I sent you a message today and say, oh, I have been kicked out by the lateral, are you going to send me something or you're going to pray for me or you're going <laughs> to meditate for me or you're going to, what kind of, what are you going to do? Yes. Or you're going to say sorry and then you cover yourself and sleep. You know, ask yourself, take your time. You don't need thousand friends. My friend asked me, do you have a friend? I don't have a friend. I do not have friend. I don't have a friend that I can say is a friend. Oh, everyone is my friend. And mm. everyone is not my friend. Mm. Mm. I know everyone, the benefit that I get. Yes. If I need this, and I know when they come to me, I am able to help them in a certain way. Because I don't want to keep a bad, a big number of people that I cannot handle. And I'm focusing on something. I'm focused on doing something. And when you don't have, you keep so many people who give you idea. Let me first tell you when I was starting my nonprofit. That's the time I, I, I started thinking about the friends thing. Hmm. When I was starting my nonprofit, I was... What age were you at the time? It's three years ago. I'm, I'm 31 years now. So, okay. okay. Hmm. So when I was, I, I started, I, I, I resigned from the work that I was working to start my nonprofit because I was fit. I was not fitting in, in an employment. And it is gonna, it's a risk that I had to take. Yes. Yes. So I lost my job. I could not even pay the house rent. I had to bring my kid from the school that I was paying to cheaper school. Mm. I really went down. Yes. And that time I had, you know, the dream was burning me. Mm. I want to do this. Something I, I usually say, it's not something that I thought for long. It's just something that flipped in my mind and I knew I needed a nonprofit. I knew I wanted to help people since I long time, but I didn't know how. I didn't know, I thought I would be looking for people and go and speak. I didn't think that I needed a non-profit. Mm -hmm. But when I, I slept one day, I was like, what's a non-profit? I don't know what happened. And I don't like saying that I had all these men thinking before. So I started Googling. Google has been my friend. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I started asking Google. Before I started asking Google, I was meeting my friends and telling them, you know what, I have this idea. I want to support survivors of sexual violence. How about we do, I wanted it to do with my friends. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted them to affirm me, but nobody, nobody was, even my closest friend. And I'm sure she's gonna watch this because she's always feeling bad about that now. So 
I, I could go to people, tell them, this is what I want to do. And I didn't know how. I wanted people to give me idea. Nobody. All they said that organization, many people have tried it. It's not easy. It's not easy. I was like, holy God, how? How do I do this? So I started Googling. Mm-hmm. How do people start non-profit? I Google non-profit. I'm in Kenya. I see all the other countries. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. And they start talking about proposals. And I was like, what's a proposal? I even don't know how to, to write a proposal. So I worked in that corner, the picture that you, say, you saw on my Facebook is mm-hmm. where I started. That laptop, I was given by a friend and it was very old laptop. I used, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I used to tether my phone, buy bundles and tether. I lost contact even with my child. Like my child would come home with homework. I don't even have time because my brain was going like a, like, like a machine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tried to talk to my friends. They're not even interested. I would lose hope and start sending job applications. And nowhere I was called for a job. And I was qualified. I thought I was qualified. I was like, why are they not calling me? I tried to volunteer in different organizations. Hmm. They, they were not opening. And I was wasting my few coins that I had to use for transport to go volunteer. I said, I'm going to sit down and do it. So I Googled and I did it. And I tried to talk to my friends, nobody. I don't have money to pay people. So I used to look for volunteers. Mm. Volunteer come because they think they are going to be money. Even myself, I don't have money to eat. Yes. Mm. So I used to sell eggs on the road so that I can feed my son. Mm. And eat, find something to eat. So sometimes people will not buy my eggs. So at the evening, we'll just go home and eat all the eggs and sleep because we didn't make money. Hmm. But what was, is, was in me was so powerful. My mom was so mad that I left working because I could not support her anymore. Hmm. How do you resign? Yeah. And I was like, I want to do something. What? Nobody, even my family. So I, I said, I'm not going to do it. I started watching YouTube, doing all this, using my money to be dying, buying data, looking for survivors. So how I started is that I gave up in starting nonprofit. And I said, because this is something that is in me. I'm going to sell eggs. Just like when I needed happened, people used to come to see me with a bread and milk. So I said, I'm going to start uh, visiting people with bread and milk. Mm. the survivors that I know yeah, okay. so I used to go there and then it was becoming interesting me going to visit them was good so one guy said I can make you t-shirts mm. I was like t-shirts I don't even have a logo and she, he asked me for a logo I was like logo for what <laughs> so that's how I started resilience like I talk about resilience because I have felt it perseverance of so much Mm. and I started things started falling like I usually say when you have a dream the nature just start bringing things to you I agree I just I just started having ideas and when I google google bring it yes oh wow I talk to someone they they are willing to do it yeah I look for volunteer 
you're willing to do it. I was like, oh, wow. So this is how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So I, I registered my organization. It took a year for me to get a certificate. So everywhere I, w- I was looking for money and everyone would say, you have to have a bank account for the organization. I was like, how oh, I have to have a certificate? I lost, I was losing hope and picking it up and going up, continuing. So my, I, I, my worst time is I took volunteers in. Oh, I spoke the whole day, my God. I made tea in my house. My office was in my house, my small house. I made tea. I cooked for them with all the money that I had. And I sold my project out. Mm. And they said, they gave me all the promises. Nobody ever talked to me after that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So I, I decided to do it alone. I have done it alone for three years. I just got people busier. I used to run it myself. I was the counselor. I was the executive director. I was the outreach worker with my son. My son even today tells me, mommy, you have to pay me the, because I was telling him, you are my personal assistant. <laughs> I will be paying you $2 a month. He, even today he calls and say, did you finish paying me my salary? Because he used to run up and down. <laughs> So it's, it's been a long journey, but when you have something, do not let it go. Do not let your power go. Do not allow lies, fear, take away your power because it's, it's so great. If only you can be patient enough. Yes. Yes. Be patient. One step at a time. Yes. You're going to get there. Keep focusing and have the determination. Keep focusing. Keep the right people around you. Do not allow those people who are going to tell you it's hard in your life. Do not let them tell you. Focus. This is what I want. If you feel like coming, fine. But this is me and this is what I do. And that's what I've been doing all along. And I'm so happy that I am able to do that. And I believe if I am doing it, if only people have empowered me to be who I am, I can empower anybody else to become whatever. Because whatever you dream of coming, becoming, you can. There's, there's no boundaries. Mm. I have hit lock bottom many times. And as I posted, I hit lock bottom and I realized, oh, the bottom has a basement. Again, come up. So any, I believe if only people can be able to speak up, there's help. Yeah. Yeah. There is always help. There is always hope. Yeah. There is hope. Anything can be done. I think that, that what I want to tell anybody and what I tell people is please work to know yourself. Take time, five minutes a day, awesome. ask yourself, who are you? Mm-hmm. Don't get tired of asking that question. Mm-hmm. This, the answer, because of your title, your education, you are nothing. Forget about all those things that you've acquired. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, who am I before the, the education? Mm-hmm. Who am I before being a mother? Who am I? If you're able to work on that, you're going to love other people. And love yourself because you can only love people from overflow. Have a saucepan, 
a saucer. Serve yourself. And from this small saucer, give that love from there. But make sure yours is filled. Yes. Because once it's empty, you are not giving love. You are giving lies. Yes. There is nothing for you to give anymore. There's not, you cannot give what you don't have. Yes. yes. And the world is a better place if only we can love ourselves and know our needs. And know when to say no. True. If you're able to say no to your husband, to those intimate people around you, your family members, if you have courage to say no, you're going to live a very happy life. So set your boundaries. Ask yourself, who am I? And that way you're going to have peace because there's peace. Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smetha Guntori and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.